When it comes to hard work, there's one important rule. Pick the right tool for the right job. That's why Chevy offers a family of Silverado pickup trucks designed just for the job. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Mayor Lightfoot, thank you for joining us on 720 WGN. Gunfire has been a part of your life for the past couple days, hasn't it? Unfortunately, yes. And so... More to the point, it's a a feature of the lives of too many Chicagoans. Um, And we've got to keep making sure that we hold the people who are wreaking havoc in our communities um, responsible. And where that starts is the community has to stand up. I was listening to your to your intro um, about people's unwillingness to step forward. But the truth of the matter is, if we don't come together as a community and unequivocally condemn those who are picking up guns, whether they're handguns, long guns, automatic rifles, whatever it is, when we see the kind of tragedies that are happening way too frequently in Chicago, if we can't just be sickened and angry. We've got to take concrete steps. No one mayor, no one police superintendent can do it unless people of goodwill across the city are willing to unite and say we are not only disgusted, we're going to do our part to identify and bring to justice the people who are responsible. And I know it's a big lift, and in many communities, um, you're putting yourself at risk, which is precisely why we stood up anonymous tip lines, why we've offered financial rewards for people who turn in guns and who people who turn in the shooters. But we can't keep being silent because if we're silent, we're complicit. I appeal to the mothers because they're always the ones who are wailing when we actually see the details and we see the vigils and we see the people who have lost their children. It's not just women, but I'm telling you what, I think moms can make a difference. The tip line that you published in your appeal about the Garfield shooting is 833-408-0069. Is that indeed the only tip line? Because it seems like if we had an easier number to dial or to remember that maybe you would get more participation. Well, you can always call 311. You can always call 911. Those are two very simple ways to, to do it. Um, but we want to, for, for people who want to be anonymous, we want to make sure that we're screening them. But if you call 911, if you call 311 and say, I want to report and I want to remain anonymous, we will absolutely respect that. And you know, people in the sound are very distressed because they believe that if they, if they are brought in, that you know, I can read text message after text message. Kim Fox is going to let him right back out. That's the thought process. What is your stance on the cashless bail and the Safety Act? Well, look, here's what I would say. There are too many violent, dangerous people that are out on our streets, and they're out pending uh, pretrial um, uh, uh, procedures. And look, I, I agree with the people who are disgusted by that. I've been a, a unequivocal advocate for the fact that when you get charged with a crime of violence, and particularly if you have a gun history, our state law demands that you are held. You have to, these judges have to take into consideration community safety. And when people overcome their fears and step out on their faith and identify the people who are wreaking havoc, judges cannot simply say, well, we're going to let them back out on the street. We've got people who are charged with murder, attempted murder, kidnapping, carjacking, um, and a list of other violent crimes, crimes using guns. And many of these folks aren't first-timers. 
They've got a long criminal history. And of course, they're entitled to a presumption of innocence. Of course, they're entitled to their day in court. I'm a lawyer. I respect the Constitution. But as mayor, I have to be the advocate for people and communities who are living afraid every single day because of the violent, dangerous people that are now involved in the criminal justice system, but back on the street without any monitoring, with any, without any accountability. That is absolutely, totally unacceptable. Mayor, it's Steve. I'm a sub- and, I'm and a, the boards have a role to play here. I'm sorry. I'm a suburbanite. Um, and so when I hear you say that the people in the community have to stand up, I, I get that. I, I think that's correct, of course. But th- it still creates the sort of other. It's not me. It's the other. Uh, it's not an us sort of situation. What is it that those of us who don't live in the crime-riddled neighborhoods but live uh, but love the city can do? Well, I, I think it is an us thing, right? Because people all over the city are now afraid. That is a reality. Crime isn't just touching the areas of our city that have historically felt it on the south and the west side. There are people in the downtown area, the West Loop, uh, Lakeview, Lincoln Park. We all have a role to play in making sure that our communities are safe. And there's a lot of different things that we can do. Number one, starting with, let's how about supporting our police? We've got people who say that they support the police. We've got a budget that's up before city council uh, right now, and we're going to have people who say, I support the police, not support the budget. That is a terrible thing. We have put in a lot of additional support to strengthen uh, the uh, effectiveness of law enforcement from um, hiring more police officers, hiring more detectives, making sure that they've got the best quality training possible, making sure that They've got the technology that's necessary. Um, there's a lot of things in this budget. And, of course, shoring up their pensions. But we've got people who say, I'm pro-cop. Well, you can't be pro-cop and anti the revenue that supports the police. So if you are not in one of those areas and you're a taxpayer in the city of Chicago, tell your alderman, step up, do the right thing, and support the police. Because by supporting the police, you're supporting um, the law enforcement efforts. But the other thing you can do, even if you don't live in a city, we also have to use our staff power. There are organizations all over this city that are doing the Lord's work in some of the toughest neighborhoods. Um, they are faith-based. Uh, they are social services organizations. Um, we are supporting street outreach. There's a lot of other things that go into bringing the whole of government approach and really the whole of city approach to public safety and organizations that are doing great work. We have our care teams, our alternative responses that are um, doing work to support mental health costs for service, addiction costs for service. There's a lot of good things in this budget that need to be supportive. And frankly, people of goodwill need to stay up, stand up and say to these aldermen, you can't play it both ways. You can't say I'm pro-law enforcement, I'm pro-public safety, and not support the budget and the revenues. Or who, who, who are you talking about? Mayor, who are you talking about? Who's saying that and doing that? Who are you talking about? Well, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of them. There's the aldermen of the 19th Ward. There's um, aldermen um, on, on downtown, the 1st and 2nd, I'm sorry, the 2nd uh, Ward. Um, there's a number of them who say, I'm pro-law enforcement, I'm pro-police, but don't support the budget. Will the budget allow the hiring of more police? What will we do to get more people on the job when it comes to the police department? Well, one thing that we we did a year ago, which is paying enormous dividends, is standing up a full-time recruiting team. This is not like the time of old. This is a very tough time to be the police, 
And I know from my conversations with mayors all across the country, this is the hardest time to recruit young people uh, to be police officers. So our recruiting team is hitting college campuses. We're going to uh, the military. Um, and they are going to every job fair, every community organization, and it's paying dividends. We're seeing one of the largest um, hiring and recruiting classes um, that we have seen in a number of years, and that's because of dedicated focus work that's being done uh, by these full-time recruiting teams, um, which are making a big difference. But we've got, again, make sure that we've got the resources to be able to support them. We've got to have the resources to support the constitutional policing as mandated uh, by our consent decree. All of those things are paid for by a budget with revenue. Mayor Lightfoot, any chance you're going to be able to keep the Bears in Chicago? Listen, I'm, con- I'm not giving up, and we're going to continue to do everything that we can to convince them that the only um, uh, financial thing that makes sense is staying in the city. You cannot replicate the amount of revenues that can be generated in the city, the amount of tourism dollars, and the amount of tourists here in the third largest media market in the country. I think we've made a compelling case. We look forward to the opportunity to engage with them directly, but obviously we're not going to stop fighting. I'm a longtime Bears season ticket holder. I care deeply about the Bears, and we can talk for a second about why it is that they traded Rokon Swift, Smith, which <laughs> caused me great. I have to tell I will say what we need to do to shore up our offensive line so, uh, so Justin Field isn't running for his life every game. But fundamentally, this is the best place in Chicago. Not Chicago land, but in Chicago, this is the best place for the Bears to be. Mayor, I want to talk a little bit about your defense. It looks more and more like Chewy Garcia is going to run. Uh, his people sort of leaked or dribbled out a, an internal poll that said he would beat you by nine percentage points in a head-to-head run if he can get there. Do you think that's an accurate poll? I do not think it's an accurate poll. I know exactly the kind of polling that is. It wouldn't pass muster. But look, here's the bottom line. I'm focused on making sure that I do my job every single day and that I make the case uh, to the voters of the city as to what we've done, how we've done it, uh, why we uh, and why, frankly, I believe that I deserve another four years. I don't take anything for granted. Come one, come all. But the person to beat is the incumbent, and that's me. And we've got a great track record of accomplishments, and I'm convinced um, that as we make that case uh, more and more to the to the voters, um, they're going to see that the only choice on Election Day is to give uh, Lori Lightfoot four more years. Lots of folks across the city are riding with me, and we're going to keep fighting um, to the finish line. Mayor, one last question before we get to the news. If you were the type of person to buy a Powerball ticket tonight and you were to win that billion dollars, <laughs> would you still want to be mayor of Chicago? I, I would absolutely um, still want to be mayor of Chicago. What? How do you know I haven't bought that? How do you know I haven't bought that Powerball ticket? I don't um, know. But, but, Good luck. The budget but, gets fatter if you win that ticket. you got to give a little back. <laughs> well, listen, if, if I were fortunate enough to win Powerball tonight, I would I would still continue to do the greatest job uh, on the planet. I get a gift every day by being the mayor of the city. All that money would do is make sure that I could take care of my mother um, and make sure that um, her final years um, are smooth and well taken care of. I'd secure my daughter's future, make sure that uh, she's going to college, but I would give back in a very generous way to this city. There's so many needs. There's so many great people who are doing the Lord's work every day, and I would make sure that they are fully supported because that's what we do in Chicago. Mayor Lightfoot, thank you for joining us on the Lisa Dent Show. My pleasure. Thank you.